When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune, but with a twist. I'm Maya, a singer, a songwriter, video maker, and Oakland native. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. This month, we have some very special episodes. Each week, one of my friends will be taking over the podcast to share their favorite deep cuts with you. Rounding out this fun month of guest hosts is the lovely and very, very funny Noah Khan. You might know him from songs like Hurt Somebody and False Confidence. We also did a collab back in October of 2020 called Pride. Noah, take it away. It's 365 with Noah Khan. On this day in 2019, Avengers Endgame premiered in theaters, marking the culmination of 22 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU. By the summer after its release, Endgame would pass James Cameron's Avatar as the highest grossing movie of all time. The MCU is an unfathomably extensive media franchise. Even though the Marvel comics have been around for decades with characters like Spider-Man dating back to the 1960s, Marvel didn't create their own film company Marvel Studios until 2005. Before that, Marvel just licensed out their characters to other companies. By 2008, Marvel Studios released its first film, Iron Man, to much critical acclaim. It set the tone for the 21 following movies to come. Everyone from longtime comic nerds to brand new fans fell in love with the depictions of these iconic superheroes on the screen. As legend has it, fans first learned about the potential for a big Marvel crossover film at Comic-Con in 2006. The president of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, fielded a question from the audience about whether we'd ever witness fan-favorite characters work together on screen to fight the bad guys. Feige replied that a, quote, big new experiment was in the works, featuring characters like Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America. This revelation got the crowd seriously hyped, and that hype manifested once again in 2012 when the first Avengers film was released. The Avengers was the most successful film of the year, and at the time, it was the third highest grossing film ever. Since then, Marvel released one box office smash success after another, churning out high-budget, high-reward films over and over. The franchise features stars like Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr., Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Evans, Brie Larson, I mean so many more, who bring these long-beloved characters to life. It is hard to create a smash success series like The Avengers, but it's even harder to stick to landing. Think about the disappointing Game of Thrones finale, or the final season, terrible. Or the incomprehensibly strange Harry Potter epilogue, bad. Why would anyone name their child Albus Severus? Just not good. Not good at all. But as the fourth Avengers film, Endgame exceeded fans' expectations. And that's a relief, because at about $4.5 billion, Endgame was the most expensive film ever produced. But with $22 billion the box office, the cost was worth it. I think fans loved Endgame so much because it made them feel like decades of fandom was like worth it. Even though each film of these films can be watched as a standalone story, the more invested fans are in the intricacies of the expansive universe, the more they can pick up on small Easter eggs, references, complexities in the characters. You know, it's like a massive television series, each episode honing in on one character for a feature-length, high-budget, fantastical film. 
Perhaps the film's success also has something to do with the fact that you can't not watch a final showdown between superheroes and their evil adversaries on a massive screen. It's the kind of movie that you have to watch on opening weekend, surrounded by other diehard fans in a theater with buckets of buttery popcorn like Mountain Dew. Even before the pandemic, movie theater attendance was on the decline, but one way to combat that is to create films that you just can't help but go to the theater to see. The MCU films accomplished just that, which is why all four of the Avengers movies rank in the top 15 highest grossing films ever. Though the Avengers series may have come to a close, the MCU continues to release new hits like WandaVision, a sitcom-style miniseries that came out in January 2021. Plus, several more Marvel films are coming down the pipeline. And, finally, these upcoming films will give women directors a chance to shine. Kate Shortland will direct the new Black Widow movie, Chloe Zhao will direct Eternals, plus sequels to Black Panther and Captain Marvel are in the works. Now let's talk about music. Today in 1977, Studio 54 opened in New York City. On 54th Street between Broadway and 8th Avenue, this midtown Manhattan spot originated as an opera house in 1927, then closed until CBS purchased and reopened it in 1943. Then it became a TV and radio stage where game shows like What's My Line and Video Village were shot. Once CBS moved to a new studio in 1976, the art and fashion moguls of the day wanted to turn the studio into a nightclub, and a year later they accomplished just that. Famous artists like David Bowie, Michael Jackson, Mick Jagger, Tina Turner, Andy Warhol, Freddie Mercury, Elton John, and many more hung out there. In one of the club's most iconic moments, four tons of glitter were dumped on the floor for a New Year's party. And knowing glitter, those particles were probably still bouncing around New York City. In the present day, Studio 54 is a Broadway theater, but its legacy as a nightclub still remains. So on this day in 2019, I can't say exactly where I was, but it was four days after I finished opening up for Dean Lewis in Europe. And I can just guarantee you that I was probably incredibly sick, incredibly tired, delirious, because I had been touring for months and months at that point. Um, and God, I miss it. I just wish I could be back. So I am thinking about being on tour right now. Um, and I'm thinking about all the parts about being on tour, not just the good parts. I'm thinking about hemorrhoids. Mostly thinking about hemorrhoids, but I'm also thinking about, I'm actually not thinking about anything besides hemorrhoids. Thank you guys so much for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three-